You may have heard about it, but you haven't heard Guy's take. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Bitcoin Audible, everybody. I am Guy Swan, the guy who has read more about Bitcoin than anybody else you know. And uh, there have been some recent developments. I've spoken with a couple of people about this. And this is just some really exciting stuff because Bitcoin is an open source technology, right? And it, and it begs for an open source environment. Um, and this is the whole ethos and the history and the cypherpunk philosophy that built into this thing is the freedom to exchange and trade information. Patents are antithetical to the entire system. And it is a permissionless technology unless, of course, we start building patented tools on top of it. So, uh, and, you know, it's not like a huge problem right now. We've only had like little touches on the potential of this becoming a bad thing, uh, uh, like, like a huge barrier or um, uh, a cost in the industry, but it's not really been a major problem, but it's slowly sneaking its way in. But that's where the kind of proactive uh, defensive measures of a lot of people in this space, some people specifically like uh, Blockstream and their, uh, their blockchain defensive patent license, and then also now the one that I specifically want to cover in this show, COPA. The, uh, it's the Cryptocurrency uh, Open Patent Alliance, I believe. Cryptocurrency, yeah, COPA. Cryptocurrency Open Patent Alliance. And this is something that Square is pushing and has created. And these two things together are basically creating a wall around um, this ecosystem. And potentially making it more profitable and easier for companies to go fully open license and open source with their, with their technologies and the tools that they create uh, and basically have huge benefits in doing so, even if they're a small or a large firm. And protecting that open source ethos for an industry in, an, in a highly patented and closed-off walled garden world. And I think that's just a really fascinating thing, and I love that so many people are focused on keeping that alive and keeping that a core part of this entire industry. Um, and uh, some of the work being done is pretty awesome. So let's just go ahead and get into what COPA is. What is the Cryptocurrency Open Patent Alliance? So in a nutshell, it is a shared patent library. So anybody who joins this alliance is able to use the patents of anyone and everyone else in the alliance at the cost of having to share their patents. So it essentially, the, the, the powerful uh, pull behind this is that um, particularly for some of the more powerful or, or more critical like cryptocurrency patents, if there are those, um, or you know somebody like uh, uh, patents them specifically in it as a defensive measure, is that they could put them inside this alliance, and then the pull to actually join the alliance becomes stronger as more people join. So the pool of accessible patents become 
greater and greater. So its value, it's kind of like the network effect, right? Is that its value as more people join the alliance becomes more and more massive and you essentially have this open source library of uh, ideas and tools to build with um, without having to worry about, you know, stepping on anybody's toes or having to get licensing or fight with anybody. And uh, another cool part of it is it allows anyone to jointly use the the patents defensively. So if anybody outside of the alliance tries to um, tries to uh, take advantage of these patents without joining the alliance, they can basically force their hand. They can basically say, you know, you don't get to you don't get to uh, the benefits of this open source community without joining it. So it essentially makes a shield around this open source. Um, this just open patent community in defense of patent trolls and malicious use of the patents without essentially returning the favor. And the more important patents that get a part of this, that become a part of this alliance, um, again, like I said, the more powerful uh, it becomes and, and the more you actually ensure a, uh, essentially an open source ecosystem which I think is actually absolutely critical to keeping this, um, uh, to keeping it, uh, the entire community and the entire industry permissionless. You know, you can only have, it may be a permissionless network, but it's not a permissionless industry or market if it gets drowned in patent trolls and uh, highly restrictive technologies and tools built on top of it and it like necessarily like, you know, you're building patented things on top of an open source technology. It just, it could get so bad so quickly if we let it go uh, the wrong way. And that's, that's why I love that like lightning and a lot of the side chain implementations and Bitcoin itself, like all of these things are open source and we don't want to lose that. And we could like, we saw this same problem with ASIC boost um, that Bitmain had the license to ASIC boost. And uh, just a quick, quick rundown. Um, oh, also, uh, before we get into ASIC Boost, if you haven't heard it, um, you should listen to the chat that I had with Stefan Kinsella about intellectual property and patents and copyrights and everything in this digital age. And as we move into hopefully an open source society and how to actually build and protect one in such a ridiculous environment that we have now where patents have gone from even being like a ghost of a productive or helpful thing to the economy, if they ever were, I think, as Kinsella argues, is that they're, they're just naturally a um, something that you cannot have rights to because it necessarily to have a right on an idea, to have an ownership of an idea is to, uh, it necessarily uh, trumps the right to somebody's actual property, which I think is ridiculous, you know, to say that you have a right to an ethereal thing over the right to someone's property and themselves and their body and that sort of thing, which essentially is what it, it's what it's saying. Um, and Kinsella does a great job of breaking that argument down, both on our recent chat on the show, as well as in uh, his book, Against Intellectual Property, which is freely available at Mises.org. I'll put the link to both of those things in the show notes if you haven't dug into them. But ASIC Boost is essentially a uh, uh, an optimization of ASIC chips 
that was originally owned by Bitmain. It was a patent owned by Bitmain and it was licensed out and it was it represented like a 15-ish percent, 20%-ish increase in efficiency and with the crazy, crazy low margins on uh, mining profitability. Like that's a huge factor. I mean, that, that essentially is if you didn't, if you couldn't use ASIC Boost and another company can design it into their mining chips, that's a complete centralization of, uh, of essentially like mining hardware. Um, and, and there's not much workaround. Um, but what's great is that Blockstream actually purchased this license and then created something called the Blockchain Defensive Patent License. And we covered this in an article from Bitcoin Magazine, and I may have done a Guy's Take episode on this as well. I don't remember, but we talked about it a couple times on the show. Um, and it's another one of those things where that proactive, like that preparing to defend against a closed source patented uh, walled garden sort of industry ahead of the ahead of time by taking those critical patents like this this is one of the most critical patents that you could get in mining right like to be able to defend between or to have that uh that critical patent between profitable and unprofitable mining like that that means you're the you're the master of uh, bitcoin mining uh, which um, is one of those things in the physical world and in the mining industry that could lead to centralization despite the fact that the protocol and the incentives itself would push towards decentralization in the long run. If you don't have an open market for competition in creating the hardware, well, then you, you know, you've limited yourself. You've really caused yourself a centralized problem for a bug or a control or a backdoor like ant bleed. Um, if anybody knows about that, you go digging into that on uh, online. Do uh, search Bitmain. I think it was yeah, it was Bitmain. Uh, Bitmain and ant bleed. There's some old Reddit threads and Bitcoin uh, forum threads uh, that uh, it was. They basically had the right, or they they basically had the ability to remote shut down all of the miners that they sold. It was crazy. It was a huge big stink back in like 2015. I think it was. Um, but that's the kind of thing that you're looking at, like the, the fallout from uh, potentially not having this being an open license or an open patent could be devastating. Um, so the costs are not minor to not uh, to uh, basically letting this problem just go uh, be pushed to the side and not worry about it. We have to think about these things. And uh, the blockchain defensive patent license base license basically did a very, very similar thing to this cryptocurrency open patent alliance um a lot of fancy names and uh acronyms here but uh it was essentially a license that said you are free to use asic boost this like we bought this patent so that we can use it defensively and you are everybody can use it however the hell they want but you have to any blockchain or cryptocurrency related patents that you have must then also be openly available for use in reverse so it's another one of those things that says here is this incredibly powerful technology or tool that essentially you need to have to be relevant in the mining industry for any and all blockchain projects and uh bitcoin in particular obviously uh and uh if you want to use it then you have to join the open source ethos you can't you can't get the benefits of open source without um uh, uh, without sharing the philosophy, essentially without 
you know, open sourcing your own or open licensing your own patents. Um, and uh, just like just like Copa, this is a really, really powerful push towards keeping that ethos alive and making sure that this industry and market grows out without that problem. Um, and that's just a really, really awesome development, I think. And this one, Copa is being, again, the BDPL was uh, Blockstream uh, that did that. And it's actually a modification of the DPL, the Defensive Patent License, which had a bit of a loophole because of how something like, you know, ASIC technology and stuff worked. I can't exactly remember what the loophole was, but it had something to do with like being able to um, use uh, a third party's um, technology or a third party patent. It's essentially getting around it, like not having to share your patent by having a third party that you worked with utilize the patent on your behalf and then you work with the third party. So it's like, you know, kind of the shell company corporation <laughs> version of uh, using a patent without having to give up your own. And that's where the BDPL it kind of closed that loophole. So that's why they changed the language of it a little bit. But again, that was Blockstream that head that off and basically made that a reality and then copa uh is square crypto so this is this is cash app and uh square crypto and jack uh from you know ceo of twitter and all that good stuff uh basically you know doubling down on this open source ethos and um you know they've recently square crypto has been amazing with some of the stuff that they've built and things that they've committed to i mean they're the i think they're the first that you know uh, granted a huge uh, donation, it was like $100,000 or $200,000 to a completely anonymous or pseudonymous developer. Um, and uh, that's just an awesome thing to see uh, that they've really been making headway in this. And this is another, Copa is a great example of a tool where centralization is actually a good thing, is that if everybody ended up joining Copa, like the Open Patent Alliance, that would be wonderful. That's totally okay because it's centralization into a forced decentralization environment, essentially, into a community of a patent freedom, essentially, of, of a non-patent industry. And that's just such a cool innovation to use the licensing and patent system essentially against itself by building a, a form of contractual agreement that prevents it from being possible and makes the cost creates a barrier so high to essentially hold your own patent and not share it with the rest of the industry like that it puts you at a disadvantage rather than an, adv an advantage um and you have to do that at the beginning because the network effect gets out of out of hand really fast so like in the legacy system there's no real way to re-implement that like that would be an incredibly difficult thing to try to reinstitute or without some major player or some incredibly valuable patent being offered up basically as charity to start start the ball rolling like you'd need apple to release like all of their major patents and then suddenly it would be like oh my god you know like that could potentially make a move there but to start that from the ground up without kind of that open source space would be so difficult um without essentially one major player that has no incentive to do so paying the cost for everybody else um and this realigns that this sets this up from the get-go that's not her that's not how we're going to play the game in the bitcoin industry and another 
another big reason why this kind of lines up really well or why I think this is an awesome initiative is that um is that it's a great defensive tool for people who are very small or completely independent in the space is that they can basically commit to whatever tool or whatever thing that they're building whatever software wallet etc that they're working on is going to be open source is going to be you know freely available for anyone but then also not have to deal essentially with you know the the litigation issues like like having having to deal with these like massive lawsuits they basically are part of a community that can jointly defend against patent trolls or anyone trying to aggress against them in you know with intellectual property so it makes sense for like particularly small projects independent actors and software developers and startups to really get on board with this it it gives them a a great way to kind of pool resources and potentially pool their defensive measures. And this is something that you see a lot in Bitcoin that like we have a lot of independent developers. We have a lot of people who are just so passionate or dedicated to the ecosystem that they're just building this stuff by themselves. You know, they don't have this huge team. They're just some anonymous developer that's decided to contribute with these two other people or something. And like, like they're much smaller projects, despite the fact that some of them are incredibly influential or major, um, uh, major contributions to the entire ecosystem. While at the same time, you have these finance companies and like big exchanges and stuff coming in, trying to patent, uh, you know, cryptocurrency technology and like, you know, trying to put that same walled garden era, uh, rebuild that on, take the legacy problems and, you know, copy paste them onto the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency ecosystem, which is dangerous. You know, obviously we don't want that. And it's kind of really cool to see a leader in this space. Square Crypto, I mean, Cash App, um, their revenue from the Bitcoin side of their business surpassed the revenue in their fiat. Like they are now more of a Bitcoin company than they are a cash app company, like a more a fiat company in dollars. Um, and that is a major, major milestone. That was last quarter, I think, or the quarter before. Um, I think it was quarter one. I think it was quarter one that that that, that shift happened. And the the growth rate is unbelievable. So to see someone at that stage and someone who's uh, making that much capital in the space dedicate to making sure that that open source ethos is kept alive. Um, that's just a wonderful, wonderful thing to me. Like, like this was a really exciting piece of news in my opinion. And uh, I think they should get some seriously mad props for putting this together. Um, I will link to the uh, it's open-patent.org, so you can uh, check it out, the Crypto Open Patent Alliance. Uh, and, you know, if you want to join, uh, if you want to join COPA, if you're building a project, I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of people out there um, uh, that could benefit from doing this. So this is definitely, definitely something. It's a patent shared. You've got the shared library, and it looks like... Uh, you know, you basically fill out a form to uh, uh, put your organization or your project within the uh, uh, within COPA, within the uh, alliance, 
and you know adhere to the agreement and there appears to be a lot of benefits so i encourage anybody who's doing this join it join it you know like let's make this a reality let's not let this be a fringe thing and uh let's keep that philosophy of open source and shared licensing and uh the let's end intellectual property for crying out loud it's it's stupid and it's backwards and it's time for an open source society and it's awesome that bitcoin and this technology is helping to fuel this in such a massive way. Uh, something that I think, you know, 12, 13 years ago would just wouldn't even be realistic. Um, and we kind of have this chance to start over and from the ground up, make sure that that doesn't happen uh, the wrong way again. So again, that is open-patent.org. Uh, and I will link to that in the show notes so you guys can go check it out. Uh, but that's kind of all I wanted to talk about in this guy's take episode. I just thought this was a really fascinating development and another one of those awesome things that is crypto only <laughs> uh, and just sets us up for an awesome future. Freedom, sovereignty, Bitcoin, and an open source society. Let's do it. Thank you for listening to Bitcoin Audible. This has been a guy's take episode. And until next time, Take it easy, guys. This has been a 111 production, and you were listening to Bitcoin Audible on the Crypto Economy Network.